Hi, I'm Ashley Pfeiffer, and since 1916, Kendall County Abstract's goal is to be the premier title company in Kendall County. Kendall County Abstract provides real estate closing services and title insurance to both individuals and businesses. All work and research are done in-house. So when you have questions and want high-quality service, Kendall County Abstract is ready to help. Call 830-816-2131 or find us at kcac.net. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs. Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Stories shared on God and Our Dogs bring aha moments. Aha moments transform us as we see ourselves from God's perspective. Trusting and relying on God renews, creates, and elevates our lives. You can find us at GodandOurDogs.com and on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our guest today is Army veteran and emergency room physician's assistant, Greg McCrum. Greg is decisive, caring, and curious. He's a dedicated husband to Suzanne and a dad to Gavin and Rory. Best of all, his dogs would introduce him as the fun one, which is really true. The fun one who brings me food in the morning. He's as energetic, and that's true too, as I am. Welcome, Greg McCrum. We are so happy to have you here on God and Our Dogs. Thanks, Meg. It's an honor. It's a pleasure to be here. I won't ask you right now if your dogs have ever worn kilts, but I know that you probably have. And that's another story for another day. Different show, I think. Yes, different show, but we won't bring up Scotland too much, I don't think. But <laughs> anyway, your other love. But um, I'd like to know a little bit about how you ended up interested in dogs because it kind of skipped a generation in your family, didn't it? It did. So, I mean, certainly my parents did not have animals or pets growing up just because we ended up moving so much for different moves for my parents. However, you know, my grandparents had a love of dogs, which kind of like really put that spark and interest and they were fantastic pets and everything else so spending summers with them at their place mm -hmm. would always have you know a fantastic of running time through the woods with dogs yeah what kind of dogs did they have predominantly golden uh, retrievers uh-huh uh-huh they're sweet dogs Super for sweet sure dogs. they're great so when did you end up with your own dog uh 1995 uh-huh so my then fiance and i went and decided if we can go ahead and do well as far as having puppy run around the house and might do well together being married and eventually have children so yeah. I guess that's proven true so yeah so what was your first dog's name that first dog was Savannah uh-huh and what kind of dog was Savannah she was a black lab a black lab one of my favorites you know our black lab bell was it's really the inspiration behind God and our dogs so I have a soft spot for black lab I don't think I mean just labs in general but certainly black labs yes mm-hmm I know they're they're great 
They're great. So tell us about Life with Savannah. I mean, I think Life with Savannah was certainly interesting because she was certainly an energetic dog. Uh-huh. Albeit she was a... She was not the best of hunting dogs, of all things. I mean, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. but she was definitely, you know, energetic, enthusiastic, and you know, ran around, you know, quite a bit of, you know, the Carolinas where we lived over there on many hikes up into the mountains and you know, trips to the beach and doing, you know, multitude of different activities out. Well, that's neat. So, tell us about the most memorable dog was Savannah or another dog more memorable. Certainly, a bunch of dogs. Are, you know, within that mix, but you know, currently, albeit she's getting slightly older and definitely grayer in the face, is we currently have Bella, who's 12 and a half. 12 and a half. Awesome. And tell us about how you happened to bring Bella into your family. Unfortunately, that was probably about a year or so after Savannah had passed. Uh-huh. So we had a period of time where we did not have any, you know, pets at home, but wanted to bring that, you know, joy and love and everything else back into our lives. Kids were the appropriate age. I think at that point they were six and eight. Uh-huh. So it was prime time to go ahead and bring another dog and then had found a actually wonderful uh, you know, breeder in Washington State that actually had, you know, Fox Red Pointing Labs. Fox Red Pointing Labs. And so are they actually red or are they considered yellow that are darker? What do they look like? Red, red in color. Really? A lot very like rusty color red. Mm-hmm. However, they're considered a variation of yellow. I see. And why did you select her? Picked her largely due to the fact like more hunting lineage than anything else so we did quite a bit of hunting and everything else in washington state uh, montana Mm -hmm. so bird hunting was kind of a bigger priority so you must have spent a lot of time training with her quite a bit i think that's certainly the perseverance time effort just to consistently generate the exact same you know result which comes over repetition and time repetition and time so tell us a little bit about what did you do to help her come into her own as a hunting dog i mean certain once you phase through that basic obedience as far as just general listening and you know sit and stop commands uh-huh. those things focusing on how to find certain you know upland game or you know birds and those types of things and really go for long distances for you know, hand and arm signals ways that you can go ahead and communicate when you're even farther than you know voice commands Wow. So how do you communicate? Just hand signals? She could see them that well? Or did you have whistles? What did you do? So whistle, go ahead and have her, she could be a few hundred yards away. Uh-huh. And loud whistle blast, one large, long whistle mm-hmm. blast. will go ahead and have her stop, sit, turn, face you. From there, depending how far away she is, it might be just a regular hand and arm signal, or you might have to take your hat off so she can actually just see a contrasting color. So how long was this process? This process continues today, and she's 12 and a half. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. So you must have worked with her every day. I, it's predominantly, I mean, work permitting type of things. But yeah, yeah. that's if, as much as spending as little as 10, 15 minutes a day, as much as an hour a day, would be worth your time and effort. And it's a matter of trying to take every opportunity where you would go do something fun, which is, hey, we're going to go for, you know, a hike for a mile or two and just, you know, hide things that she would want to find or look for. Or, uh-huh. Uh huh. So was she good right away, or did that take time? I think she was. She always had a natural talent. Mm-hmm. I think that was largely just some of her lineage that she had, as far as prior hunting dogs that were in her pedigree. Uh huh. But she was, you know, she's naturally just has that natural innate ability to, to mm-hmm. you know, be an amazing hunting dog and just help the, take the time, money, and effort to refine. Yeah, that. yeah. So it's just take it in steps. And a lot of patience, huh? Well, a lot like children. It's baby steps. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So babies crawl and then they kind of walk. Yeah. 
toddle around, then they walk, and then they run. Same you, thing with Bella, huh? Yeah, it's definitely that crawl, walk, run mentality. That yeah. Show them what right looks like and then kind of like phase in what you expect them to do to the point where, you know, once probably about the year and a half mark and everything else, there was, I didn't really have to tell her what she needed to do. She had an innate ability to know what she uh-huh. needed to do at the time we were doing it. Yeah. So, so knowing there was time to work and knowing it was time to play. Yeah, passing that magic time. So how can we see God in that, in our relationship with him, kind of compared with our, or your relationship with Bella? How can we see that as far as our training goes? Yeah, there's a multitude of ways to go ahead and look at that. Certainly there's the, you know, a trust in certain abilities. So it's that, you know, level of trust, that level of confidence mm-hmm. that like, I don't have any doubt in my mind that God has a particular path or you know, something in mind of what we wanted, what he has envisioned for us uh-huh. might not always be what we're looking, what we think it is at the time. Yeah. But they have that certain path. But just knowing that you can confidently get from point A to point B and then having that patience to understand where that next step is or how we're going to go forward with that. Right, right. And and it may not come all at once. Sometimes there's a little training that's needed so you can kind of have those building blocks like crawling first and then learning how to walk and then being able to go with it, right? Right, it's definitely that multifactorial process to mm-hmm. get to that end result, so. Yeah, yeah, like you, you weren't able to serve people as a PA right away, you know, that takes study and time and experience, right? It does take a lot, you know, certainly a lot like any other profession, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a lot of just repetition, time, effort, and kind of commitment to dedicating you know, skill to one's craft. Right, same kind of thing with God right? Absolutely. Well, before we talk a little bit more about Bella, because I have a feeling you got some great hunting stories with her, since uh, I doubt you kept her at home when you could go hunting with her. (laughs) Use that innate talent in the field. As much as she's able to get out the door. Absolutely. Well, before we hear more stories, I'd like to tell you and our listeners a little bit about our sponsor today, which is Kendall County Abstract. Kendall County Abstract has been our family's title company for 60 years. Whether a simple or complex transaction, Kendall County Abstract provided our family and our businesses the best service in both real estate closing and title insurance. Kendall County Abstract will do the same for you. When you need a title company, Ashley and the Kendall County Abstract team are there to serve. Call 830-816- 2131 or visit online at kcac.net. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Cibolo Family Medicine, Kendall County Abstract, The Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, and Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital. Because of them, we get to give one of our lucky listeners a treat each month. This month, it is a $100 Amazon gift card. So go to our website, GodInOurDogs.com, to enter. The winner will be announced there at the end of each month. That's GodInOurDogs.com for an Amazon gift card treat. GodInOurDogs.com This is Ashley, and this is God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer here on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. We are back with Greg McCrum, ERPA, Army veteran, and also dad and husband. Before the break, Greg told us about his talented 
hunting dog, Bella. And it sure sounds like she's a natural. Greg, tell us about your first hunting trip with Bella. Approximately about a year after we had gone through that whole process of having her as a puppy, getting the basic, you know, obedience commands out of the way and getting the basic hunting commands, you know, at least established. We ended up taking a trip fall of, I think it was 2011 for that in central Montana, just east of the Rockies outside of Great Falls, Montana. She had that ability to go ahead and show me that innate trust and how all that hard work and everything else had actually paid off. And that, you know, we ended up getting out of a vehicle, going over a barbed wire fence and, you know, once we're sitting on the other side of the fence, loading shotguns, kind of prepping, and we're looking at about a thousand acres of cut wheat field. Wow. In the process of making the turn, farmer had actually, the rancher had actually missed like one small set of, you know, wheat. So it was probably about 12 inches in diameter of uncut wheat and about a foot and a half, two feet tall. You know, Bella just kind of locked in and looked at me and felt like, there's a bird right here. And I was like, bless your heart, sweetie. I love you to death. But there might've been a bird there previously, but we got out of the truck, slammed doors, went over fences, didn't think twice. And we're standing, you know, 10 feet away from this piece of cut wheat. And she's like, no, I'm telling you there's a bird there. And I was like, I listened, okay, let's go. And I walked over and I just kind of kicked that little stalk of wheat and up came about the prettiest male pheasant I've ever seen. Oh, wow. And went up about 30, 40 feet away and kind of raised the shotgun and took the pheasant. She went and refetched it and I looked at her. I was like, I will never, ever doubt you ever again. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Experience is the best teacher, isn't it? I tell you what, and it's a humbling experience Uh where, you know, you think you know something just, you know, innately just because I'm like, there's no way that that's, there's a bird there. There's no reason why there should be a bird there. And to have that faith and trust in her. And she's like, no, no, listen to me. I'm telling you the truth. So how can we see God in that? <laughs> well, I, th- oh, wow. I think that's, that's a matter of, you know, it's yeah. that trust and faith. Because it mm-hmm. is that faith that I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm relying on you to guide me through this and get mm-hmm. me through this process. The whole reason why we kind of have hunting dogs. Yeah. At that point, I looked at her and I was like, you know, I'll never doubt you again. Mm-hmm. I haven't. And she's never let me. Wrong. Well, sometimes it's hard to learn how to trust people. And we so many times we think God is like other people. And he's not, is he? No, I mean, there's <laughs> definitely, we, I mean, granted, having the ability to have, you know, sending your son down to be amongst us to understand mm-hmm. that he does have that natural form. But no, it's definitely that humbling experience yeah. that he is that level of divinity that we can't even, we hope to aspire to, but we never will achieve. Oh, well, obviously, no, we're not omnipresent, omniscient, all those other omnis, you know, <laughs> anyway. Well, um, so... What else can we learn about God from Bella? What other hunting experiences did you have with her? I mean, I think there's probably, it's almost too numerous to count. Uh-huh, I mean, for the amount uh-huh. of days that we've spent a field, it's been seemingly years. I mean, yeah. Because bless her heart, she's still 12 and a half now. So, and still very much when we get out of field to go look and do certain things and still acts like a puppy. But, I mean, there was multiple episodes as far as going from that particular episode, from the first time we went to other ones where we actually had a wonderful trip we did in Washington, like central Washington state at the time. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of, you know, doing more like a prep training to go for Washington, to go to, to back to Montana. And pheasant came up, you know, shot the pheasant, folded. So, unfor- you know, fortunately it was a, you know, clean kill at the time mm-hmm. and went into about the thickest blackberry bramble bush I've ever, you know, I'd ever seen. I was like, oh, bless your heart. This is the whole reason why we have dogs. Uh-huh. But I sent her charging into this, you know, high brush and everything else to go ahead and bring that pheasant out. Mm-hmm. It was in there about 30 seconds and I heard some rustling in the brush and I had what sounded like a pheasant live uh-huh. put out a squawk. And I was like, well, that seems a little bit odd. And 
She came charging out of the brush about 20 seconds later and hands me a live pheasant. And I'm oh looking at her. <laughs> oh, my word. And I'm looking like, you really just came to give me the live pheasant. I looked at it for a second. I was like, thank you for that. I appreciate it. When you go, go please go get the one we shot now. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. So many times she's found birds for you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, by far, like, the best just natural ability innate, uh-huh. you know. Not just flushing, but actually finding them for you. All the time. I mean, she she loves being, you know, doing that. It puts joy in her heart. When uh-huh. she sees the, the shotgun and the hunting bag sitting next to the front door, she's just beyond herself for, like, the next day. It was like, we're going tomorrow. This is yeah. going to be the best. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. To see you... To see an animal so excited about living out what they were born to do, it's amazing. So many times we baby our dogs so much, and they kind of get out of whatever that working mindset that they were bred to have to be in with, you know. Even little dogs sure, were, no. were born to flush, you know, fence lines and that kind of stuff. So did you always have perfect hunting conditions? Oh, good gosh, never. <laughs> <laughs> I can confidently say that, no, there was, you know, it's been a good time of our hunting time in Montana. Just we have family and everything else there. So we try to spend as much time with them, with family over around the holidays. So we try to uh-huh. get up and hunt there as much as we can. But, you know, we've had those weeks hunting in and around that area where you start off Monday and Tuesday of the week. And you're out in basically a long pair of pants, T-shirts, just under beautiful conditions. Like good as spring days you can ever have in Bernie, Texas. And then by the end of the week on, you know, Friday or Saturday, it's going to be 20 below and we're looking at 18 inches of snow. Oh, my goodness. So would she go out and hunt in those conditions? I mean, would you go out? I've, I've, I've been crazy enough to go ahead and do that. So absolutely. You just definitely dress for the weather. Yeah. But, you know, well, actually, I think it's a little easier hunting pheasants and a little bit of snow than it is, uh-huh. you know, otherwise, because they don't have as much brush to go ahead. Well, and that's true. So, you have a little bit of an advantage there. Yeah, they hunker down a little bit. So where can we see God in that and all those multitude of conditions? I think that kind of goes to just challenges and everything else. So I'm going to put certain challenges or it's not hiccups or just different pathways or, mm-hmm. you know, different things in your life that cause you to have certain, you know, arduous you know steps that you go forward. It's not going to be an easy path. So you said that Ella is still active. But I did see on Facebook a few weeks ago, you have a new little puppy. I do. So tell us how Bella's get along with your new puppy. Well, fortunately, so Bella's grandfather is this puppy's great-grandfather. Oh, so okay. they're, I guess, second cousins by that mm-hmm. you know, nature. You know, initially they were, you know, Bella certainly was like, I'm really not a big fan of this little puppy that's going to suspend all this time and jump around and is very energetic. And I'm a little bit, you know, gray hair, longer in the face. And I'm like, I'm not a big fan. And uh-huh. now every morning when we go ahead and get up, the first dog that meets the small puppy at the kennel is Bella every morning. So. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. So has she started... Trying to train the oh, new puppy? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, certainly we'll go and we try, you know, I will take them both afield uh-huh. so the puppy can hopefully see what Wright's supposed to look like. Uh-huh. But Bella's out there to know she's going to go work and try to find as many birds and pheasants and, you know, quail uh-huh. as she possibly can. The puppy gets sidetracked with other you know, blades of grass or small sticks. Uh, easily distractible. Very much so. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun to see how the puppy does pick up on what Bella's trying to do. We can hope so. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to you know, get her in a position where like this fall like, we can actually get back out. and Bella can sit in the truck and be a little bit warmer and not have to do as much as the yeah. young one's going to be doing. So. You know, just this whole conversation makes me think about, you know, how we need role models, right? And how Christ was on this earth 
to show us the way, right? Absolutely. Wow, hadn't thought about it that way. I That's guess it's another cool. episode. Yeah, it is another episode because we're running out of time. And before we end the show, I'd, you're an Army veteran, and I know you've been very interested in veterans' issues. What kinds of things are you involved in that you'd like to tell our listeners about? I mean, certainly we've had you know the wonderful opportunities here in Texas since we retired to do, you know, certainly Texas Hunters for Heroes has been a big uh, program and everything else. Mm-hmm. Locally, so, you know, the chapters here in San Antonio, San Saba, West Texas, uh, as well as some other chapters in different states. But certainly probably a big passion for me and uh, my family has been the Special Operations Warrior Foundation. Oh, wow. Cool. And that's been an opportunity that Special Operations soldiers and everything else, they, have, they end up passing away in the line of duty, mm-hmm. be it on training exercises versus, uh, you know, combat. But yeah. the uh, Special Operations Warrior Foundation will make sure that those kids, you know, have fully paid college education and all the way through all four years. And that's been, that was been established since about 1980, just after uh, we went ahead and did uh, Desert Eagle. Yeah. So probably there's a website for that, I would imagine. Absolutely. So I had to, you know, I took the opportunity to look that up just prior to coming into the show, but it's just specialops.org. Specialops.org. Well, Greg McCrum, thank you so much for being with us today on God and Our Dogs. It's been fun to learn about Bella and Susanna and the new puppy. What's the new puppy's name? Copper. Copper. Okay, cool. Well, we'll look forward to visiting again about copper. Thanks, Meg. It's always a pleasure. It's good to see you again. Good to see you too. Well, before we close today, I'd like to leave with with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. Today we heard about a hunting dog from a long line of talented hunting dogs. She hunted with confidence in all conditions. Do we have a lineage we can follow with confidence in all conditions? If I'm created in God's image, what does that mean to the way I live my life? So that makes me ponder. What does God want me to do with confidence in all conditions because I am a part of his lineage? Let me know what you think after pondering. Here's a bonus thought to ponder. How is your dog relying on you today? Maybe God wants you to rely on him the same way. If you want to know more about relying on God, please consider going to church this week. If you don't have one, I invite you to come to church with me. Connect with us at stories at godandourdogs.com. This is Meg Greer. You have been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you and thank you for joining us. Listen to God and Our Dogs again on your favorite podcast site. Follow our posts at hashtag God and Our Dogs or find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook at God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer. Please join me again for some new perspective for relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. God and Our Dogs.com. I'm Ashley Pfeiffer, and since 1916, Kendall County Abstract's goal is to be the premier title company in Kendall County. Kendall County Abstract provides real estate closing services and title insurance to both individuals and businesses. All work and research are done in-house. So when you have questions and want high-quality service, Kendall County Abstract is ready to help. Call 830-816-2131 or find us at kcac.net.